dumb kid. All I gotta say is Portland can't say it's cheap. that we never quit. We never stopped trying. It's always been there. The culture of the club has always been there. And so deservedly so, because I've seen that, I've seen the replays. I mean, the penalties were penalties. And Nico took the two penalties under a, a lot of pressure from a lot of different areas, the fans, the goalkeepers, the players. I mean, and he stepped forward and made the two important penalties. And, and now it goes back to 90 minutes to decide. What the is the decision? Penalty! Seattle will go to the spot! A chance to equalize late, late on! Penal! Penal! Penal para Seattle! No way. Penal para el Sunday! Otero scores! Seattle is level! From 2-0 down, they have come back to level at 2-2! Welcome to another episode of Sounders Scuttlebutt. I'm Aaron Lingley, and as always, I'm here with your Alliance Council President, Cameron Collins. What is up? Uh, Ditto. Wow. Uh, you know, we have other things to talk about, too, so let's not go too deep in it right away, but uh, I I am just floored by what we saw. Uh, we're recording the day after, the evening after, probably uh, 24 hours directly from the final whistle of the yeah. first leg of the CONCACAF Champions yeah. League final. It's dark out. It's 24 hours later. And we definitely couldn't record last night, because where were you? I was at Ryan House, where I was hosting the official watch party of the Sounders. Sounders, Alliance Council, and Guerrilla FC teamed up to do a watch party at Ryan House. And we had some super awesome giveaways that Rhonda from the Sounders put together. Cool. Uh, some jerseys, some prize packs that included crazy stuff like... Uh, replica championship rings for anyone who didn't have uh-huh. one yet was able to to win one and uh, it was a lot of fun and of course friend of the pod Jackson Feltz was there because KGR did the pre halftime and post game show live from uh, Ryan House on Capitol Hill there and I got to hop on the pre game show and and talk about some stuff going on with uh, the Rape Foundation and the twenty six fields they're trying to build by twenty twenty six so it was super cool that's awesome yeah it was. Uh... Seeing seeing all the activity on Twitter, I did see actually a tweet today. Uh, in case you missed this tweet, and I, from you saying that at around the seventieth minute, you said you were going to do what with those giveaways? If what happened? Yeah, so so we were going to do the other half of the giveaways at halftime, and uh, the post or the halftime show ended, and then the game started. There was no time, and so I was like, Jackson, what do we do? He's like, it's too late. And about the seventieth minute, uh, they had to a player down faking an injury and they were bringing on like the stretcher or whatever. So I grabbed the mic and I was like, Hey everybody, we still have some more giveaways. And, uh, as soon as we score two goals and, and tie this, uh, and the game ends, we're going to, we're going to do that. 
And that's what happened. We scored two goals, and then uh, I ran into the crowd and yelled at the top of my voice trivia questions until they uh, people answered them, and they won. <laughs> that's so it was funny. Pretty, it was pretty amazing. I actually only thought we were going to score one goal. I thought I thought it was going to be a two-one final. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was just I was just being um, optimistic for the crowd to get them fired up. I had a Nostradamus moment myself, which I mm. when we got that PK, that first one. Uh, no, other way around. When they got their PK. Their first goal, where oh, we can get into it, but the guy who passed it to the guy who who got the the PK was offside, so that should have never even oh, really? been a PK in the first place. Okay, let's get into that later. But anyway, but um, anyway. my Nostradamus moment was I just said, "We're they're not going to score this PK, like either miss or I didn't get that specific." And so when it happened, I mean, I'm alone in our, my office, right? So. <laughs> I, I, I hit all four walls. <laughs> Let's just say that. I'm like, oh my god. Bing, I bing, called bing, it. Bing. And then I got caught <laughs> <conca-caffed>. the But <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that was the right call. He no, was off was the legit. line. It was legit. Uh, he it was my fault. legitimately I think comes off the line on every single time. So it's he even did on the next one where they made it. Yeah. So so yeah, you know, Sounders Scuttlebutt, we like to enjoy a beverage while we're recording and I today I'm drinking a uh, super local beverage, Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda Orange Soda. It tastes like orange soda with 5% alcohol. Uh, and oh, yeah. you are, what, drinking tea? I currently am drinking tea because I finished my That's last good. beer before we hit record, but I'm going to have another one. And it is Elysian okay. Space Dust. It's my go-to God, IPA. Elysian Brewery, that, that, their restaurants were like my favorite back in the day before Budweiser bought them out. So we're both drinking Bud. True patriotic American. This right bud here. is for you. For all of you listeners out there, that's 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 what Scuttlebutt is. We're here for you. Uh, and what we will give you right now is maybe thirty seconds to one minute of what happened prior to our Concacaf Champions League match. That was an MLS match. Oh, you mean yes. San Jose? That yeah. did happen. Yeah. Oh, well, I was there. Yes, you were. I was there, and uh, let me say I really enjoyed it for about. I don't know, 65, 70 minutes, 65 minutes, I think it was. And then uh, I didn't enjoy it. was it. your worst fear for traveling, like you mentioned last time. You know, spending all that money. At least yeah. you were going down you had friends and you have history in San Jose. Right, I had friends. But it's still, when we were, I thought about this again yesterday when we were down 2 nothing in Mexico. Like, all the friends I have that went down there, including Nicholas, who was on our show. Like, I'm sure he had fun, but I still would have been so mad if I spent $1,000 to go down to Mexico and came back with a loss like that. So... Yeah, that, that game was pretty disappointing. And my friend Tyler, who I was with, who's from San Jose, for Roots for San Jose teams, but hadn't been to an Earthquakes game in, like, over 20 years. Oh, wow. So he was still rooting for San Jose. <laughs> but that's a beautiful... Let me say, it's a beautiful stadium. It's a horseshoe. So three sides closed, one side open. And then the open side has a giant um, screen that's on both sides. So you can actually sit out in the grass in the open side. Oh, that's cool. With food from the, like... 10 different food trucks they have and watch the game like on a picnic blanket. Oh, that's really cool. So yeah, it's it's a pretty cool setup. Um, I was not excited with their fans. Uh, some of them, well, I guess their security. There was only one incident I saw with their fans where one of their fans threw a can or a um, cup of ice down at some Sounders fans and security did nothing. And then of course, because they did nothing, some Sounders fans threw ice back and then they got in trouble. So it was just like, come on. I even complained to the 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 um, security person because it's not a safe scenario right right yeah if they that keep can escalate doing it, easily it's going to escalate so um but uh yeah it was uh, until we gave away two goals in about 30 seconds right. apart from one another that it was a pretty positive experience the stadium was fun um they don't 
really have any vegan options in their stadium, so they get thumbs down for that. You'd think in the Bay Area they would. Hmm. They didn't even have vegan hot dogs. I, I ate, like, pretzels and french fries. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, and until we lost, uh, it was fun. And then I, I consider it the, the biggest meltdown in Sounders history. Um, and I think that's probably accurate because I didn't know this was true, but I heard, I was told by someone that the Sounders had never lost before after being up 2 nothing. Yeah, we were some gaudy number zero oh, and one, and then we are now one and one in terms of draws yeah. and losses, losses and draws. Yeah, so that was we don't need to talk about it. Yeah. It was a, a overall bad experience, and I'm just glad that I had other things to do in the Bay Area that kept me busy, so I didn't have to just go down for that game. So let's wrap up San Jose. That's done. I was looking down the other outcomes of the MLS weekend. Um, and that really was, if you look at all the scorelines, really only the big surprise. Um, so I'm going to gently lead into our MLS Pick'em that we do every week. It's in the show description if you want to join. Just do it. You win 100 bucks if you're at the top of the list. Speaking, top of the list, top of the table, most points is yours truly. Poop dollar. Followed by mm. Judders and something Bruin, who've been battling at the top like all all season. So 46 points for Judders and 40 for something Bruin who has fallen a couple places in the last couple weeks. Grendel's you, you remembered Seattle Grendel's they've climbed up a little bit. You're at 28. So congratulations on remembering this week. I remembered because I, again, create this thing. So if you want to join real free, look at the, the show description, click it and I will respond with an email in due time. And we did we already fill out stuff for this coming weekend? No, I sent it. <laughs> so maybe you should yeah. check. <laughs> did I already fill out? Because I just searched my email and I can't find it. So uh, I have a feeling that uh, I did not do that, but uh, maybe I did. Oh. So that's all I'm saying is, look, listeners, I'm like you. I'm forgetful. But guess what? I've moved from second to last place to, what, like fifth place? Yeah, you're fifth place now. So uh, I've, I've almost cut down uh the lead in half for where i was so i'm still quite a bit behind uh judders and poop dollar but uh, i'm gonna catch up all right let's get freaking hyped again okay hashtag doses everybody mm. seattle sounders 2-2 mm. against pumas in mexico de Efe. uh man we gotta have Nick back on the show maybe in like a week or two. Right, we gotta hear, I want to hear some stuff. I think there's going to be – I was getting pictures from him throughout the game. And uh, before the game, he sent a picture of him and um, Jerry, who is also on the Alliance Council, mm -hmm. with uh, Sounders president Peter Tomazawa, who was down there at the game hanging out with the fans. So that was super cool. That's cool. Yeah, no, yeah, we should absolutely. hear some stories. We'll try to get him on maybe the next one or something. If you're listening, which I you did, are, I did learn, reach out, buddy. Yeah. Come on. But no, I did learn that they did not get to ride in police, uh, police Apache helicopters yeah, <laughs> or UPS they, they, trucks. They, have different, they had different scenarios this time. They, they have a charter buses. So it wasn't quite as crazy. A little as more poshy. A little more poshy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm excited to hear about that. But let's talk about that match. And man, it was torrential. I mean, we're used to rain, Oof. man. But usually when you see it that thick on TV, it is hitting them. Um, Right. And I think, I mean, obviously it had an effect on the match, but I think we played fairly well in terms of moving the ball. And, and, yeah. and it, 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 I was really confident, really, 
Uh, I mean, obviously there was that penalty that was frustrating, but incredibly frustrating. And we'll talk about it in a second. But I think the first half, I wasn't really stressing out, even when we went down a goal. Um, despite the I think, yeah, up until the moment we they they got their the the penalty, which we talk about in a second. Um, I think we were clearly the better team. Mm-hmm. Uh, things changed quite pretty quickly after. And I but, wonder if I don't know how long it had been raining like that. If it was all day or if it was just prior to kickoff, but it's not so much the rain falling on your head; it's the water you're running through, and that was a natural grass mm-hmm. field, right? So. Drainage. But it didn't seem to have the same effect on the ball, right? Like, I would have expected the ball to stop a lot well, more, but they it kept... It started the happening later, is, my, is what yeah. I was trying to get to. At the first, it, we looked great. It looked like, I mean, obviously, it was skipping a little bit, but just like it would be on wet turf. But later on, it seemed like it was holding up a little bit more, or or something. Uh, it, 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 we started falling apart in terms of quality in the second half, sure, even but, though it was But it was because our passes... Anymore. Our passes were going way past our players. Yeah. I don't know what it was like. We we were expecting the rain to slow the ball down, and it wasn't. We could not complete until we hit that our first goal, uh, our first penalty. Mm-hmm. It felt like we were dead to the world. Yeah, it was pretty. It was it was pretty gloomy um, at that point. Until that point, I should say. And let me just kind of run through just the general stats on and. Take it for what it is. It is the CONCACAF website um, that shows the penalty kicks by Lodero being outside the 18. So I'm not sure how they get that graphic. But we did have 12 shots. Um, how many were on target? I think eight were on target. So that means six beyond the, the penalty, penalty kicks were on target. So we literally we legitimately had six shots on target. So we were pretty goal dangerous to their just two. Um, A couple of those, though, were like at the beginning when we were just uh... – trying to shoot the ball towards the goalie so we had two or three right away Uh that were not goal dangerous that were just at the goalie and he he got them so we we were probably pretty even in that regard i would say overall yeah that's fair um passes though that's 92 percent i'm a little surprised by that that we had 92 percent passing i think a lot of that was after we we basically controlled after we got our first penalty and from then on we had the ball and so, and we weren't just moving forward like we usually do. We kept, we, it was like Pete Vianus was back on the team in like the early days. We kept passing it back to the goalie. And I was like, come on, let's move forward. Uh, there was people, especially the end of the first half when we had the ball like in right around their goal. And we just started passing it around in their half of the field instead of trying to score like right at the end. And then the mm-hmm. clock, the, like, what are we doing? Why aren't we trying to shoot yeah, Especially it? when there but was we just, like, six minutes of stoppage time in the first half. Um, yeah, both. I think they both had six minutes in the yeah. end. Well, I think more because of the penalty and the VAR review. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna get to that later. Um, now that's a real big topic, yeah. talking point, but it is kind of funny that our first leg is 102 scheduled minutes, right, with the stoppage time added on, and it even goes wow. longer <laughs> because of the penalty, which was, I think, the 99th minute, right, when that went in. So, mm, yeah, I think so because it was the 96th minute was when the foul occurred, and then they had to go do VAR. And, um, yeah, I think one thing that this game tells me, even though uh, both of our times were went to VAR, uh, I do not think the referee should be looking at the plays and deciding on his own uh, merits. I literally um, was Sounder Navia. Um, I've 
just he keeps popping up on my timeline because we're interacting a lot. And I saw his thing yeah. about a uh, tweet about VAR, and I was like, I actually really like how MLB, despite it only being what two, the second or third season they've been doing video review. Yeah. I love how they're doing it because it takes the yeah. it takes the decision out of the the crew chief or the ump, right? Whoever who happens. Oh my to, gosh! Can you imagine? Angel Hernandez making that decision in the MLB would, would be wrong every uncle. single time. He's a Ted Uncle of MLB. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? No. So, so yeah, I think that the MLS, or in this place, CONCACAF, should have an executive back at headquarters who they call up, and that person makes the call. And, you know, they, they're still fallible. They can still get it wrong. But at least you take ego out mm-hmm. of it. Then there's no more ego from this ref who isn't – I mean, it, it felt like there was a few times where – they probably could have been given cards and other things that would have affected the game mm-hmm. moving forward into the f- next leg, and they were trying to prevent that. Uh, and I guess on the broadcast, I didn't hear this because I we didn't, we had the sound that it was hard to keep track of. But uh, I heard that they were talking about how the refs wanted to make sure to get everything right because they want to be picked to go to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, I not sure. Not sure they gave themselves a good uh, good vote there. I mean, so let's let's talk about. Their first penalty. Okay. Um, I thought it you was wanna, pretty You want to paint the picture for us? Yeah, so... It, there's a lot of whistles, um, a lot of stoppage. It, 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 zero, zero. Uh, they uh, are pushing the ball forward. Um, it's a play that actually was almost identical to probably like 10 minutes earlier where the ball, there's a through ball, the a defender gets it, and then Yamar moves in. In that instance, he did a slide tackle in the box and kicked it away. Um, this one though, uh, threw ball in the air to the left side to a guy that I'm pretty sure was offsides. I watched that replay about 10 times. He looked offsides. They didn't call that. Heads it to the middle. That same guy is running through and Yamar tries to do the same thing. Gets the ball, but he also hits the guy. And, uh, we had another defender on the other side. I don't remember who it was. And he falls down. Super soft penalty. So it was, it was Um, basically like. They sandwiched him. Yeah. And it's like he bust, tried to bust it. It was, it was Yamar and, and Andrade, or the two CBs. Andrade, yeah. okay. Was, um, and there was some leg contact. Wait, Yamar is Andrade. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, Javi. Yeah, I'm crazy. Okay. Ariaga. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Too much space. Does. Um, yeah, so basically he just tried to, like, burst through both of them. And there was right, definitely was shoulder some, to shoulder. There was definitely some lower extremity contact, but it wasn't sliding, mm-hmm. right? It was they both yeah, came no. in shoulder to shoulder and their thighs hit. And he definitely went yep. down. And I guess don't put yourself in that position. Right. It wasn't like I, I'm more still mad about and, and to be said Nathan did get uh, for MLS Nathan the defender that basically almost ended Rui Diaz's career did get a, a mm-hmm. red card post match with Disco yeah but I'm more we mad about, that, about missed, that um that missed call right. than this call that did occur for a penalty so in the San Jose game uh the defender for San Jose went studs up to the upper half of Rui Diaz's, uh, like the side of his he almost got Zach uh, shin and yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, and we're very lucky his leg didn't break. Oh, yeah. Uh, that went to VAR and they didn't overturn it there. I mean, they didn't give him a red card. They only gave him a yellow card. They didn't overturn the yellow, which I don't understand. Um, so you're right. That was, and that also, if they're down a man, they don't, San Jose doesn't come back and we have three points from that yeah. game. So like that, just that decision so, making is more infuriating than them getting the PK in this match, right? right? I still right. think it was too but, soft. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I think it was a soft PK. Um, you know, in the end, I get why they're going to call it. They're going to be very cautious. I wish they would have looked to see if that guy was offsides who passed it to him, though, because I think he was. And if he wasn't, it was real close. Um, so, yeah. And uh, Yamar got a yellow card on that one, which was uh, surprising. Oh, yeah, um, he did. I don't know why. I never heard why he did, uh, whether it was for the tackle or, or something he said afterwards. Yeah, I think it was probably dissent. Yeah, probably, I would, so, I would vote probably that because um, that's what happened to Roldan at the end of the game. He got one, too. Um, but that, yellow but, cards don't matter no more. Yep, exactly, and uh, we can talk more about that. But so they get the penalty, they sink it. It's one nothing. Not the end of the. Oh no, that's not what happened at all. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> they shoot it. We save. There it. you go. Fry saves it. Everyone goes nuts. They go back to VAR. Because Fry came off the line, and then they get to kick it again, and they make it. And I'm pretty sure Fry came off the line again on that one, but they're not going to call it back if he doesn't miss yeah. it. So that that's something that's uh, last year we had a game where that happened, where Fry made a big penalty save and it got called back. Um, I think that's the way that Fry plays in goal. He comes off the line because he's used to coming up, mm-hmm. and he's really got to work on that because that does not work on penalties. Yeah. Um... And the way they're ref in these matches, there's going to be a, a penalty kick. And whether it's them or us, he, he's got to be prepared to, to defend it. Not that they don't prepare for them, but you're totally right. That's kind of his, no. like, his style is to kind of just lean forward a little bit too much. Right, and his foot is generally behind the li- and not behind the line. So after all of that, we come out and down one nothing. And usually I'd be like, one nothing, no big deal. Like, I can't, my, my goal was we come away from this no worse than one nothing or 2-1. to one. Mm-hmm. It was like, come away, only down a goal, we'll take care of business at home. But because of what happened, because I didn't think it was a penalty in the first place, because they called it back, even though it was rightly done, uh, it was frustrating at that point to be down one nothing. Yeah, and you could, at that point you also knew that there's a lot more silliness about to happen in the, in the second half. Oh, and right? they did. They started with time-wasting for sure. I think at one point they had two players down that needed to be stretchered off on a car right. at the same time. It, it does, I, <laughs> I, I do have to say, uh, I forgive me all, I don't know his name, who got injured and had to leave in the second oh, half. That was brutal. Yeah, well, and so often, especially in, you know, Emekis and, and South American soccer, there's a lot of lot more flailing and, and faking it, right? And he went down pretty hard and I was like oh he's gonna milk it and he tries to get up right away and then goes down again and that's when I knew like that's not good because usually if you get kind of especially I mean I couldn't I didn't watch the replays over and over which they kept showing I am so not a fan of that (laughs) club this this might date you a little bit but do you remember when uh, maybe the 1989 Super Bowl uh, Bengals versus 49ers would Tim Crumry, the lineman for the Bengals, broke his ankle, and they showed it on slow mo repeat of it flapping in different See, directions. <laughs> so, so yeah, this this did not do that. This did not flap. I mean, I'm not into watching that kind of stuff. No, I've never seen. I've actually it, never seen a Jackass movie, but because uh, I don't want to see this kind of stuff, I hate it. But this was like it. This was a legitimate injury. Like it wasn't on purpose. Yeah, it was a freak accident. But but the way that uh, our player fell on him, it basically bent his entire. Like uh, he either broke his leg or not through it was not it was not it was just it would have been cracked or tore his knee like i would be surprised if he came back because 
That I mean, it, it's similar to what happened to Fry last year um, when he he went out, where it was just like you're planted and then something hits you. And in, in the Fry instance, he pulled his foot out, so when he was spinning, so it didn't happen. This guy didn't have that luxury, so um, it's it's not good. I, I feel I feel bad. Like it was a real injury. Yeah, and um, yeah, so that that happened. I tuned back in, and then they have a 19 year old played damn well. Did he have the assist? Uh, I'm not sure. It was a beautiful, yeah. beautiful assist. But I was, I was so mad when it went in that I, I just, <laughs> from that point on until our penalty, I don't remember. You're looking at the bottom of your glass. I, I don't remember a lot what happened. I was so bummed being down two nothing in this game. It just felt like um, we've been in the MLS Cup four times under Brian Schmetzer. We've been in the League Cups final. Now we're in the um, the Concacaf Champions League final, and. In all of those games, we've showed up for one half. This is we true. showed up for one half. We didn't show up at all the first MLS Cup win uh, because we won in penalties. Second time, we didn't show up at all. Third time, we showed up for the second half, and we won. Fourth time, didn't show up at all. League's Nation Cup, didn't show up at all in that game. Uh, we did We did take a, a goal lead, but then got out coached down the stretch. And so here I was again, didn't show up in the first half, weren't showing up in the second half, like... I was like, I don't know. Like, I love Brian Schmetzer. I think he's an amazing coach. He gets his places. But in that moment, I was like, at what point do you move on? It's great to get there. I'm tired of getting there and not winning. I don't want to be the Buffalo Bills. I mean, we're not quite the Buffalo Bills. We do have some stars. No, because we actually won something. Yeah. No, but, you know, they went to four straight Super Bowls and lost all yeah. four. No one's, no other team's ever done that. I don't want to be the team that constantly make a sit to the championship and loses. And I would say the general public doesn't share that sentiment, even though that I no. I, do, I do agree with you, but I do think they, the it's impressive that we've been to so many finals, right? That's our mm. middle name. Absolutely, and I just don't know what it is that makes it like maybe there's nothing to do with coach. I think against Columbus, uh, he went with his guys rather than the guys that were hot, and I think that hurt us. And I think Joe and Jones having an injured knee and basically leaving Alex rolled on an island to do it all himself, and he couldn't because he was too young and not seasoned enough yet. Um, you know, I think it hurt us there. Uh, even in this game, I felt like our subs were really, really late. I, I was begging. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. We did draw 2-2, and maybe those, you know, butterfly effect, we only score one goal and get your 2-1 outcome if, if a sub comes right. in earlier. Right. But I was thinking, man, Bruin, would, Rui Diaz would look better with a Bruin up there because yeah. he was doing everything possible to try to get the ball. Like we've said before, we don't like it when he's coming back to midfield, but mm-hmm. we were holding the ball up way too much, you know, with yeah. back passing and side passing. We with we needed to play with more purpose and at least try some times we did get crosses. Yeah. yeah. We, we would try crosses, but there would literally be no one on the other. And end when there was, it would we, just bounce through. I mean, credit the keeper for diving all the way to the right, but Rui Diaz had to bury that. Oh, that one. I can't believe getting it. getting a little... Yeah. It's eight matches now, one goal. I'm getting a mm. little... Not, Interesting. Not worried, I guess, but... I guess I am a little worried. I mean, I don't think he's falling off, but I, I don't want this slump to last much longer. Like, let's... Let's emphasize this leg two with Rui Diaz goal or, or two, right? Um, three. Three. Three, I'll take it. But yeah, no, he should have buried that. And yeah, the second half was just messy. And obviously, 
it we come out with doses, man, um, and it feels great. So it's kind of a roller coaster of emotion, as Concacaf should be. Yeah, I was feeling really. I mean, so they had a beautiful cross. Uh, Yamar misses the header, and um, you know Roldan was behind him, but he was covering his man. So Yamar he just missed to connect it. with that header and just missed it straight up, missed it, and their nine just perfect header into the box. Like it happened so fast, I actually didn't even realize a goal had scored. Mm-hmm. It was just like boom, boom, and I was like, "Wait, did they just score?" Um, what I he doesn't normally. He's at not that point, normally. Yamar is not normally that poor at timing. I wonder if that has to do with just the rust, you know? Yeah, I think so. He he he's looked rusty since he's been and back. And it was right out of the locker room. Um, it wasn't like he was warmed up yeah. for the second half yet. Right, and I mean against San Jose, he played as well, right? And and he looked rusty in that game. So uh, I do think there's rust there, and it's going to take him a little time to get back. But we've got another week. Until the next yeah, game, thank so you, hopefully MLS. that gives them some more time. Moving that match. And if not, then Reagan can be ready to go too. So the uh, question is, who gives you a better chance to win? I kind of think it's Reagan right now, but, uh, you know, Coach obviously doesn't because he was going to put out who was who the best. Yeah, I don't know if you can. That, so. I, I, I agree with you, but then I don't know just from beyond. I mean, his leadership, his, he's he's obviously a better right. defender, <laughs> right? No, but yeah, right absolutely. Now, I can see where you're coming from, but yeah. all the other intangibles. No, he's a better player, but all the other intangibles, right. though, and the and the relationship he has with Fry and and even Alex, for that matter, um, that would be too risky. Now in MLS matches, especially coming, you know, I don't want to jinx us, but let's we're, let's win this damn match in Seattle. Um, but we're going to be playing MLS a few days after that, and I would expect to see Jackson mm-hmm. in that one, obviously. So I think at least yeah. give him minutes where it's a little bit more reasonable to bench Yamar for leg two of a final when he started is not going to happen. But I agree with you. He's probably, at least in this last match, probably Reagan would have had a better performance. Yeah, yeah. So, but in the end, uh, it worked out, right? It because really we had <laughs> a pair of penalties from Nico Ladero. And we need to talk about this man. Yeah. So he, he had, he, he got, we got one penalty. Um, handball. Legit. Uh, I was uh, legit, real handball. Uh, I was afraid that they went to, to VAR, and I was afraid they were going to call it back because uh, I think it was Yamar, it could have been Ariaga, shoved a dude in the box. Mm-hmm. Now, it was soft. He put his hands on him and moved him a little bit, and the guy d- took a dive. But you see that call all the time. Especially and, when they were going to uh, go I hate review it. Because, it. Right, and so I expected that to come back, and they didn't. They just looked at the handball and gave it to us. Do you think it had something uh, to do with ne- the kind of the light call of the first half, the PK call? It could have. It could have been a makeup call, or they they could have just realized what everyone knows, which is that player took a dive, and just because he had his hands on him doesn't mean he pushed him over. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he jostled him. He did not shove him down. Um, but we get a penalty anyway. They go look at it. Both of our penalties were reviewed. In fact. And Nico steps up. Uh, what is very interesting is if we think about how good Nico is. Uh, over his career, Nico has converted 92% of the penalties he has taken. Uh, I learned this from The Guardian, who we're getting international publications writing this up. 92%. Now, Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, their conversion rates are 77 and 83%. You know who's 100%? So, uh, Brad, Brad Evans. Evans. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, Brad is not on the field. I did think there was a point where all knew who had to do was shoot it, and he probably scores during the game. And I was really ready for Brad Evans to eat new who's shorts because that's what's going to happen if with new whoever scores. But imagine him scoring on that stage. But he didn't then. It, it was a bet. We have oh, a bet okay, I'm like, what? <laughs> I like Brad Evans. We have an ongoing bet with Brad okay. Evans. He said new who is not going to score. Ever? So, or with the Sounders. Uh, at least not for the Sounders. <laughs> so uh, he, he converts it. Game completely changes. Sounders control the ball from then on. Basically have possession minus a few counterattacks from uh, Pumas. And it doesn't matter. We have energy. We're moving the ball. Not going to score. There was, I think, an, uh, some evidence of they were up to nil, and their brain, their minds had shifted to a different tactic a little bit. I think I don't yeah. think they completely shut up, but they definitely downshifted gear. But I think the, the Sounders, by the time I'd say about the eighty eighth, eighty seventh minute in there, we downshifted too. We said, "All right, two one, let's go home. Let's not allow any more damage." And then a through ball goes through in the ninety sixth minute to to. Uh, not even a real dangerous position to Christian, and he's he's trying to chase it on the line, and their defender tries to kick the ball, misses, and just straight up kicks. And wouldn't it have just been a goal kick? In the knee. Yeah, there's no reason for him to touch that. Like, just let it go. And even if he does, even if it's a corner, who cares? Right. Like, this guy swings at it, misses, hits rolled down in the knee. I didn't think they were going to call it because it was CONCACAF. They go look at it, and they, in the 96th minute, they give us a penalty. Which means Nico steps up into the line, kicks it the exact same spot as the last one to the right side. They're a little higher, a little higher, but because their goalie, their goalie touches it, bounces off his hand, goes in. In the 99th minute, we basically tie it up and reset everything from this 2-0. We like we're going to come back to Seattle, and this is a funeral. This isn't a party. This is a funeral. Now we're coming back to Seattle. It's still not a huge like. We're going to celebrate party, but it's like we're here. We have one game now that matters. Nothing else matters. Everything's yeah. zeroed There's out. No way goals. Way goals don't count. Yeah. There's no yellow cards. Uh, there is o- there is overtime, so it'll go to it'll go to overtime if if it's tied before it goes to penalties. So no yellow cards don't matter anymore. It's a good old so fashioned wiped out. Champions League final. Yeah, it's one single game for all of it in Seattle in front of a nearly sold-out stadium. And this is where we're going to do a little shout-out. Everyone who's got tickets, you rule. Now, if you don't have tickets, I have friends who are not Sounders fans. I have friends from Minnesota who have recently moved here who bought tickets for the spectacle because this is the biggest game in MLS history. MLS is selling it like this is the biggest game in MLS history. This isn't just like Sounders doing this. Fox Sports was, man. Yeah. I have people who hate Sounders. Hate them, and they're rooting for I'm us. I'm looking at the weather. I mean, I'm, I've lived in Seattle my whole life. Looking at 10-day forecast, 7-day forecast is is, is Yeah, it looks a couple days ago. What's it look like now? Uh, 62. Yeah. Partly, partly cloudy. With yeah. uh, currently 59% chance. Now, my wife did once tell me that the, the percentage is the area covered, not chance of it actually yeah, happening. Yeah, 59% of the area will have drizzle. Yeah. So, but usually those kind of nights with sunset, the clouds, that usually, that creates a spectacle, you know, from the nightfall mm-hmm. photo. I mean, that wasn't so much a rainy night, but that the the clouds, the sunset, that could be a, 
freaking beautiful night, and I am yeah. All it'll for be it. about sixty, sixty-one degrees when Hot. the game and kicks then, off. Fifty-eight percent humidity. Oh, it's only ten percent precipitation. Oh, you know point. what? I'm in Everett. Yeah. So I'm. I live about a five minute, ten minute drive from the stadium. So. Oh, um, I yeah, love when we so get to show things there, off there to the rest a, of the country and the world. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's going to be a little, you wear a jacket. It's jacket weather, but it's not rain slicker weather as of now. Uh, the other thing is we're going to have five mile an hour winds. So it will be a little windy, but that's not horrible. Five mile an hour is windy to you? You don't even have hair. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's cold. Uh, well, that makes more sense. I know. My, actually, that's the other thing that happened to me in San Jose is my scalp got completely sunburned the one day I didn't wear a hat and now my entire scalp oh, really? is healing because of my horrible sunburn yeah. such a Seattleite San Jose man <laughs> <laughs> truly you him. go to San Jose and not even Mexico and you're like God, sunburn on the top of my head oh my gosh I went to Mexico once for my birthday this was uh, about 2014 uh, maybe 2013 so I was there in June and uh, I remember we, there's you can you went to Puerto Vallarta and there's this part where you can like swim under caves and go to this island that used to be a place that the Mexican army shelled. So it's this beautiful like island that's it's, it, you swim under the cave to get into this beach and this beach is just sitting there and no one else can get to it unless you do this. So we go and do that. I get back to the boat. Uh, there's this very attractive woman who's talking to me. And so rather than putting on sunscreen, I talked to her for about 15 minutes and my pale ass got so sunburnt that sitting on the plane, I was just like crispy. My whole back was crispy, blisters from the sun. It was insane. So um, do yourself a favor and uh, wear sunscreen. Here's your PSA, folks. It's very important. Seattleite PSA. Yeah. Seattleite PSA, wear sunscreen and get tickets to this game Wednesday because this is bigger than the MLS Cup. This 100%. is a chance to play in the Club World Cup. This is a chance for MLS to be seen as a destination for players all around the world. No longer, I mean, some will still go to Mexico. But this raises the level of every team in the MLS. This makes MLS more attractive. There's way more money to be available long-term in the United States. Not the same short-term, because contracts are bigger there, generally. But, uh, you know, through endorsements and stuff like that, this this is a huge opportunity for not just the Sounders to become even more of an international brand, where we're getting write-ups in the Guardian. Mm -hmm. I mean, how crazy is that? Like, game reviews not just like oh they played a game or like a box score like they're actually reviewing the game so um this is awesome this is our chance this is a chance to become champions of this entire region i hope people come because it's going to be a party win or lose i think it's going to be a party i'm going to cry a lot if we lose i'm going to be devastated i'll just be sitting there with my head in my hands going it'll be like the two super bowl xl where i was so drunk and i was just going seahawks You're a sad, strange little man. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, so I, I live and die by our sports no, teams. I, I, I so feel, yeah. As a Seattle fan, that means I die a lot by our sports Usually, teams. when it's a loss, I immediately... <laughs> a big loss, right? So the, the Super Bowl you just mentioned, or our, our mm-hmm. couple of final, few finals we've been in, uh, I, I usually like immediately shift. Like, like nothing ever happened. The season's over. I'm on to the next thing. But if it's a... A win, I'm tearing up. <laughs> like, so I'm usually the opposite. Yeah, so definitely get tickets, folks. Even it, or if if you can't make, you know, if you can make it at least into Soto, into Pioneer Square, come have a beer with us. Come just be a part of the activities because who we're yet to see the stuff that's going to be. I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of 
fanfare in Occidental Park and more than normal, right? Because you're going to have yeah. national travelers and international travelers come to watch this game. So, yeah, come party. Totally. So it's 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 going to be fun. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm already nervous. I was so I was pacing. I couldn't sit still during the last game. Uh, I stood up for the entire second half against a wall because I just didn't want to sit still. But um, I, I I wish it were tomorrow because I don't know if I can last <laughs> until the middle of the right. week. Like, how, what, what am I going to do for these next six Yeah, days Monday and Tuesday are going to be especially the worst. At least the weekend has, like, oh. some distractions that you can give yourself, right, time off or whatever. Do we at least have F1 this weekend? We don't. It'll be in Miami the following oh, weekend. No. So we don't have well, anything this well, weekend. we need to go to Miami. Yeah, the track looks Miami. stupid. Um, we can talk about it later. <laughs> they they built, <laughs> they built, built a uh, poor way of putting it. They basically made an above-ground pool to put yachts in. Because the track is nowhere near the coastline. It, like, goes through Hard Rock Stadium. Oh, so they built a fake marina for this track in Miami. Uh, uh, you know, innovation. But that's, that's, that, that is Sounders. totally Miami of them to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Yeah, so... Uh, so wh- wh- what do you think is going to happen? You, well, I was going to say, I'm going to take the next... I have the next two days after that match uh, off. Because, you oh. know, win or lose... Uh, when I want some days off, but I want to be able to go out and have fun, and that's going to be a, a, a fun night, a night to remember. So I leave the next morning for New Orleans to do uh, film a documentary. Oh so. no way! <laughs> I'm, yeah, I've got to I got to head out of town the next morning. But I do. I'm hoping we win. When we I was there when we won the World Cup in Toronto, and that that celebration can never be topped because the Sounders grabbed me and a few other people and took us in to the party with the players. Aww. And I was the first non-player or family member to touch the MLS Cup trophy and get my picture taken with it. So uh, that was an amazing experience to be there with the, the players. And then the this one we went at home, um, my uh, partner at the time had like uh, some sort of break, uh, like um, uh, anxiety attack. And so we had to leave as soon as we won, basically. So I did not get to celebrate the MLS Cup win at home at all. So this is this is my chance. This is I want the big celebration at home. I want the party. Let's do this. Let's get this. I'm win. doing a half day on Wednesday. Where we're we gonna we're gonna go to Flatstick. Can we get there before it yes. gets uh, line out the door. Yeah, well, I think uh, I'm I'm gonna check with. Uh, I'm hoping uh, that ECS is doing a TIFO. There's a rumor that they are. So I'm hopeful, which means they'll go in an hour earlier than normal. So I will go in with them, and then yeah, we can get down there. Just, Super early and um, be ready to go. Let's get juiced up. Yeah, we'll be down at Flatstick Pioneer Square. Come find us. I'm the the guy in Seattle with beard and glasses. <laughs> You're the guy in Seattle with hair and glasses. Yeah. Both white, so we stand out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no one that looks like either of us in all of Seattle. Uh, so you were gonna say what I think is gonna happen, right? Yeah. What do you think is gonna happen? What, what are you expecting in this in this game? Uh, Keeping in mind that it is a CONCACAF mm-hmm. game, so at any time, the refs can make a decision to try and steal the game from us. Well, I I would say, playing at home, that I'm not worried at all. Um, not that Miami was our best 11, but San Jose was, but that was away. But it's just our last two matches do give me some a little bit of trepidation, because we didn't play that great mm-hmm. in this match. But this match was nuts. We do have a complete week off. This is a field that where we know every square inch of, right? And whether it's wet or dry, it won't change the way we play. We're at sea level again. 
I think I think it will be something like a three three one. I think their their goal three one win for us. Because um, mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't think the locker room's happy with that performance. I think they're relieved, right? I don't think yeah. they're happy. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think they're happy. So I think there's and we've seen that kind of fire under the ass um, from this team. And I think that'll happen. And I think Rui Diaz gets his um, maybe two. And I really I think. Joao Paulo deserves a goal right now, or or Russ Snack just because he's only got mm. the the one right. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really wanted, I really want JP to score. I love him so, and I think I think he's due. So I think both him and, and Rui Diaz, I think needs to and wants to score and just in general. But against uh, a Liga MX team for the first time and since he played over there, right? I don't think he's scored again in the only had mm-hmm. one or two others since he's been with us. Uh, Champions League runs two is this the second or third uh, i'm sorry i'm so distracted right now because i didn't realize what uh lodero said when he scored oh i wanted goal. to know what was going on with that what did he say <laughs> he said uh chupa mele chupa mela which means blow me <laughs> <laughs> so i saw tropic uh tropic sounders our favorite all caps twitter account uh Yes. repeat that um, and I, I didn't you know look to see what it meant but I, I saw those in reference to what he was saying I was like okay this has got to be vulgar because <laughs> it's Tropic uh, yeah, it was it, it was um, it was <laughs> so I, I just read that and I was like no this okay well I, I mean I, I was just kind of rambling at this point but I, yeah I mean you, so um, I think we'll play well I think we'll respond I think yeah. JP's due I think Rui Diaz is due and I don't and I think Rui Diaz hasn't scored against uh, an Emeki's club since he's played in that league uh, I could be wrong yeah. but I just my gut tells me that it hasn't happened and he's not like eight goal eight matches one goal so Sounds like you're gonna look that up. Hmm. But yeah, that's that's my take on it. I'm yeah, I mean, I would. I, I, I'm sort of with you. Like the 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 Seattle fan in me is very fearful. Um, you know, this is we like I said, we haven't shown up for games before. Um, this is nothing new for us, but um, it definitely is scary. Uh, to me for that reason. So um, I I think 3-1 is a good one. I think it'll be 2-1, to one, and then uh, I think we'll score the goal at the end to put it away, uh, and then it'll be a party for the last, you know, 10, 15 So minutes. basically like Toronto? Um, yeah, I think it'll be similar to the Toronto game, although their goal came, there. it was 3 yeah. nothing, right, and then they scored? But yeah, I, th- I think it'll be like Toronto, where you get that last goal and it becomes a huge well, party. Well, I want so a party while the whistle that, hasn't blown yet. While they're still running around, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I, I think that's that's what'll happen. Um, yeah, no, uh, Rui Diaz has played in. It looks like is that just this year? Is that all time? Um, all time, he has scored one goal in Champions League. Um, this is is this the, really the only year he's been in Champions? That's why it's like I can't, I'm struggling I guess, to remember one, but yeah. with COVID, yeah, he, the COVID he, year he, and yeah, we didn't, didn't make, make it, it then. So he's played five Champions League games, has one goal and one assist. Yeah, he's so, good. Yeah, that's, uh, Let's do it. 541 total minutes this year, um, and uh, he has one goal and two assists. So he's ready. Uh, I would love to see him get at least a brace. Yeah, at the very least. 
Yeah. So I'm 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 with you. Three to one. Uh, that's what my uh, head tells me. My heart tells me uh, we're gonna lose because I'm a Seattle fan. But I'm not gonna let that happen. I'm gonna use my head. I'm gonna say it like I think it should be, which is we are a talented team. We are everyone, a talented team. And everyone in the national media. In fact, the MLS put out an article the day of the game and the the weekly or like the daily roundup that talked about how the Sounders, this is our destiny that we've been built for this exact situation, and this is the MLS's best chance to ever win it. So until next year when uh, we win it again. Well, yeah. So the fact that we well we have to make it again. Do do we get an automatic bid if we win? I don't know if we do. We might need to make it through the MLS or some other form. (laughs) That's a good question. I feel like you should. I think, I think you should. You should. Be allowed to you should. I don't know if we do. Right. So, um, yeah, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But, yeah, I'm saying 3-1. I think, I think you're right. I think uh, maybe a brace from Rui Diaz and uh, maybe a header from uh, Ray, uh, Yamar. Oh, that's that's fair one. Uh, it should be said that they have to, they being the kitties, the Pumas, um, the Pumas, uh, they have to play this Saturday. Yep. Away too. Yep. Um, I think I think they're going to struggle a little because of that. You know, they especially with the injury. I mean, that had to be an emotional letdown for them. So the question will be: Are they going to take it out on another team like New York City FC? Oh my god! Eleven after, goals in two after, games, after, by the way. Since we since yeah. we kicked them out, since we knocked <laughs> them out, they decided, uh oh, we were going to get on this. So um, yeah, I, I think uh, we'll see what happens. They also may display their backups. But yeah, they play Sunday, uh, 10 a.m. local time. Well, and I think they're 12th, which is the limit, right? Eight, eight go to playoffs. Uh, Top yeah, four go in to get into playoffs. Yep, yep. So, so they're on the line right now. Uh, yeah, and they've also had red cards uh, in a bunch of their games recently. One in the Champions League final, one against uh, Monterey. Then they lost to San Luis, lost to Guadalajara, San Luis? And tied us. San Luis, thank you. They lost to St. Louis. <laughs> That's what it sounded uh, like. Sunday, like they, I want to make sure people, play, people know that they didn't just join the U.S. Open Cup for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> they played Pachuca, and then they got to play us on May 4th. So That's a big uh, deal. May 4th. They have to travel up here. Yeah, Pachuca. And they have to play yeah, match. Pachuca is first place in the uh, Clasura standings Ooh, so as well. they might not even have their... So they have won four of their last five games. So They, they might go down to B-Squad. Uh, yeah, let's uh, because this is their final match, so they have they have secured first place in Clausura. So that might be a dangling carrot to have them start their starters, right? Right, uh, secure a win since they're gonna yeah. Because Pumas play. Pumas is only one point ahead of Mazatlan, so if they want to make the playoffs, they need well, a, a win. A, result a win guarantee. Some sort. Right, a win will keep them in because Mazatlan is playing. Uh, Puebla, who is currently in third place, so that's going to be a tough one. But then you also have Toluca, who is a point behind them, who is playing Leon, who is in 11th place, so that's one they have to play for. And then, of course, Santos Laguna has a chance at that final spot, and they're playing uh, San Luis. So, uh, yeah, I think I think it, they've got to start their starters if they want a chance, because if they don't win... San, uh, Santos Laguna, Toluca, and Mazatlan, and Club Tijuana are all focused on trying to win. Can all jump? Yeah, they can all jump them and, and make the playoffs and knock them out of the playoffs. And you can't. It's not like right now where the Sounders can go. Okay, we're going to put in backups for most of these MLS games, 
and focus on this competition because we have a long season mm-hmm. to make up points. Uh, this is it for them. This is their chance to make the pay- playoffs. Uh, and all those teams be- below them uh, are playing teams that are in the playoff fight. So Mazatlan, Toluca, everyone, uh, all of them, yeah, Santos Lagunas and Club Tijuana uh, are all playing teams in the top uh, 10, top 11. So it's, it's going to be a wild finish in the Clausura, and there's going to be a lot of emotion there. So we'll yeah, see we'll what Pumas does. Because check it, in on, on Saturday and, and at least just share it out because that's, that's going to be key to see who they, who they put in that match. Right. I almost want them to make it, right? Because you can imagine the chip will be on their shoulder if they don't. That's true. They come up to Seattle having lost the game and gotten knocked out of a chance for the and playoffs. If this is indeed their last match. Or until yeah. the, the Apertura starts. Until next, yeah, yep. Yeah, that's true. Yep. That's a good so, point. So everyone <laughs> root for Pumas this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. What? A, that, how crazy is this system where, like, there's 16... Well, I guess when you have 12 of the 18 teams making it, it's helpful. But there's 16 teams that make it into the, the uh, final series. Uh, I, mean, I mean, there's 12 teams and 16 teams have a chance. There's only two that have been eliminated. That Lawrence is crazy. And then they do it twice. Querétaro, uh, I can't say their name, but Quintaro? they lost points, didn't they? Did they? Did they were where the brawl happened and all the people who apparently didn't die, even though we saw them dying with our own eyes. Um, they did they get docked points? I have no idea. In the end, I can't remember. No clue. Um, I, I rely they on you two for two wins, eight ties, and six losses. So um, those are the only two teams that have been uh, kicked out or can't make it. They haven't been kicked out. They just didn't play over. Yeah, that, that is pretty weird, though, that everyone everyone gets a trophy pretty much twice. It's like the NBA. Well, I guess NBA is kind of leading into that, but we don't have to talk about NBA. I'm a Laker fan, and I'm not happy. <laughs> uh, like I said, I just turn my head and go on to the next season. So what do you say? What do we bring this into port? Uh, that sounds good. Let's have uh, our fans... Find us on Wednesday, though. Everyone, seriously, come out, say hi. Mm-hmm. We'll be at Flat Stick, fueling up. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get toasted, dude. I, uh, I'm, I'm likely, <laughs> like I said, I have Thursday off. We got a mother-in-law coming in town. Hasn't seen the baby in forever, so all she wants to do is spend time with the kid. That means I don't have to do too much. I say too much because I still have to do some daddy stuff, but I'll get the evening to myself, and I am pretty freaking stoked on that. Right on. All right. Well, where can they find you on Twitter, Cameron? You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Legal Minded Punk. How about and I you? am Aaron Langley on just Twitter. Now we did determine I do have an Instagram. Apparently, a couple of them, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> you have so many baby photos you could post on there. You should just say right. Yeah, well, everyone deserves to see my cute little baby. But you can find me on Twitter at a a r o n l a n g l a y. Thank you for listening. Sound or scuttlebutt. We will see you at Fladstick, and you will hear us right after that win. Have a good one, everybody. Peace. You can follow the Sound or Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS.
We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally